Hey, hey everyone. So welcome to Walking Through Life. Um, my name's Jesse and I'm the host. Uh, today we have on James um, and today we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, a few things today and some things are going to be a little inappropriate but hilarious. <laughs> if you have dark humor, I think this will be something you want to listen to. Um, at the beginning of your video, just put like a giant disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, disclaimer, like warning, we're going to be talking about really inappropriate crap here today. <laughs> and I think like at the beginning of my podcast, well, my description is 18 plus, but. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely needed. <laughs> so a bit about James is, okay, so again, I always mention this, my memory is bad, so you'll probably correct me a few times. Yeah. What, how long have we known each other for now, if, if you remember? I'd say it's about 14 years. Wow. <laughs> I, <don't Yeah. laughs> I thought it was like maybe 10, but that makes sense, though. Well, yeah, because I'm 31 now, and we met when I was about 17. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so uh, James and I met that long ago, um, and I think I added you on Facebook randomly. That sounds right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that just speaks volumes to yeah me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we 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 dated years ago. Um, I don't know for how long. I think a, two years maybe. Yeah, it was about two years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, we can talk a briefly just a little bit about who you are and why I brought you on. Um, I know I want to talk about our traveling days a bit and your perspective of being homeless in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit about you, like, you know, as you mentioned your age, like, where did you grow up? Like, what kind of so, setting? I grew up in Aurelia. Uh, I lived there for about 11 years. Um, growing up, I had a lot of different father figures. Um, eventually... We moved out to Thetford. There's like shit ass hick town in the middle of fucking nowhere. Had like 200 people in this whole town. Um, and we lived there for about a year and then we moved to this farmhouse. Um, it was like in between Thetford and Sarnia. And we lived there for about a year and then we moved to Sarnia. And I was in Sarnia for like two years, I think. Um, and then I got up one day and I just fucking left and <laughs> <laughs> I just picked a random city and I ended up going to Hamilton. I lived in Hamilton for like six months. And that's when I started learning about drugs and I started learning about like punk rock yeah. and I got into that scene and I started using and I started panhandling. And I remember we just had like the fucking stupidest time. Like, what panhandling is because I don't think a, a lot of people know what that is <clears throat> so panhandling is just basically like asking people for money yeah. like you would sit there have your sign like I remember we had have the stupidest signs like saying shit like we got robbed by like, cookie monster and bullshit <laughs> like yeah so I did that and then <clears throat> I started living with my buddy Damien and his roommate Corey and <clears throat> I basically just fucking got drunk all the time and just like started fucking whoring around doing drugs and shit and then I moved to Toronto 
And I lived in Toronto for quite a while. Uh, I started living under bridges and I started learning how to like build my own little habitats under bridges. Like <clears throat> I actually had a pretty fucking set up under there. Like I had tarp walls, I had carpets, I had a table and couches. And, like, Which bridge like, was that? Was that one of the, was it Bloor and Huntley that we went to or is this a different one? No, this was the gardener. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. It wasn't the Bloor and Huntley one that we lived under. Yeah. And uh, just for perspective on other people listening to this, how old were you when you like got into that lifestyle of moving to Hamilton and stuff like that? I was 14. That's young. Yeah. Yeah. When I left and moved to Hamilton, started learning about being homeless and stuff. So it was pretty young. I had to grow up pretty fucking quick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> At a bumfuck nowhere, seeing tumbleweeds going to the city. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking much. <laughs> <clears throat> but <clears throat> I started learning more about panhandling and more effective ways to do it. I fucking like I remember I would wake up every morning at like 5:30 in the morning and I would go down to Union Station and I would hit the morning rush. Sometimes I would make like up to like 500 death bucks a day in the fucking morning rush. Like <clears throat> I don't know where the fuck it all went because I don't have anything to show now, but it went somewhere. Well, uh, food, booze, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, then I started living under that bridge, under the gardener for a bit, and like met a whole bunch of people. They like showed me around, taught me about where the resources were and stuff. And then I started learning from other people more effective ways to panhandle. Like the Union Station, funnier signs. Like I remember, you and I used that two ugly to prostitute sign for a while. Stupid to steal, spare chain for books and makeup. Yeah, we used that for quite a while. Yeah, there. I think there was one about ninjas, but I don't remember what it was about. Yes, uh, my family got kidnapped by ninjas. Spare change for karate lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. There was uh, one time I tried to like. Uh, make a pirate ship out of cardboard. It was fucking awful. Like, you couldn't tell that it was a pirate ship, but um, I was trying to ask people to spare doubloons and shit. <laughs> They're like, this guy just got out of the loony bin. He's uh, trying to make a cardboard home here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I think I remember you mentioning that, but that was probably years before you met me. Yeah, that was a bit before I met you. Um, I do remember you added me on Facebook. And I don't really remember how long after that we met. I remember we started dating pretty immediately. Yeah. Um, that part I don't really remember because that was a long time ago. Um, I think you started, like, once we started dating pretty immediately, like, you started becoming homeless with me pretty immediately, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did I <clears throat> did I ever bring you into the gardener, or what, did we just go straight to the Blur and Hundley Bridge? I don't... Uh, <laughs> let's see here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, maybe? Okay. I remember we met. Okay. So I, I also wanted to mention, like, we'll stick to first names as far as people we yeah. know for their privacy. But I, 
I can't remember her damn name. I think her name was Megan or Ashley and she had red hair. Um, and this is when we had Asriel, I think. Yeah, because there's a picture of me with Asriel in her house wearing a South Park shirt. We met her near uh, an entrance to a highway. I don't remember what highway it was or anything to do with that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't remember yeah. this at all. Yeah. <laughs> have the good memory here too <laughs> yeah. i don't yeah. remember this at all well it what it was was you were we were at different entrances um yeah. up a sign and i think she just came up to you and you just started chatting with her and she invited us over for some drinks like <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't remember this. yeah that's how we met this person i i don't have them on like socials anymore but she was really nice Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I remember we were kind of creative with some things we did. So it was like the gaming cafe. We stayed yeah. one night. Yeah, I remember that. The internet cafe. Yeah. And like, just a little bit more depth for people listening. I think, was it, I don't know if it was cold out or we were just tired of being outside, but we you know, we were broke and we wanted to not be cold or something. So we decided to um, go to this internet cafe. I think you pay like a cheap fee for like hourly rates. To yeah, it was $10 for a night. $10 a night. And yeah. we tried sleeping in gaming chairs. <laughs> it was horrible. I don't even know if we did sleep that night. Not much. No, like not much. No. But I mean, it's a little bit of a break from being outside. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe another uh, direction I want to take here is um, for people listening that have never experienced homelessness. Um, what are your perspectives or reasons for, you know, not always wanting to go to a shelter and maybe the pros and cons that comes with that? So for me, not wanting to go to a shelter was basically because of the rules. I was pretty young and like I liked being out and being able to go out when I wanted to and not having to be back at a certain time. Like most shelters, they do have established curfews and stuff. So that was always conflicting with me if I wanted to go out and drink or if I wanted to go out and visit people at a certain time, I couldn't do that. So that's primarily the reason why I didn't stay in shelters <clears throat> um other than that i didn't really have any other reasons did you have i mean because my my perspective was similar but as far as like stealing and confrontation with other people i mean i feel i mean as a woman i feel a little bit more unsafe than maybe a man but um, men can also feel unsafe oh but absolutely did you ever experience people stealing from you? Not from me, no. But, like, I noticed, like, a lot of people would steal from other people. That was usually people that were more <clears throat> socially, like, clumped together. Like, I know the one guy, Justin, like, he was the dealer. Like, he'd deal meth under the bridge and stuff. And he would have often get stolen from and stuff. But that's because he was dealing and he was under a bridge. Yeah. Lots of people use and stuff. So like, oh, let's just go rob Justin. 
Yeah. <laughs> and since like I wasn't really involved with dealing at that time, I didn't really have any issues with that. I did I did deal ecstasy when I was living with Damien in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was more of the main source. So people would try to steal from him and not me. So I never really had any issues with theft. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, remembering from my experience. Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Let's lay I was it. waiting to throw that at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that one to be thrown in. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, I guess when, when I got into that lifestyle with you, you had obviously previously a lot more experience than I did. Mm -hmm. So I remember, you know, I mean, we didn't have very many things, but the items that we did have, I definitely wanted to keep an eye on it, especially, you know, in most situations, <clears throat> survival situations, animals, for instance, they have like a watcher where, while someone else is sleeping. So I honestly, like your most vulnerable time is when you're sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I was probably more on edge, even like shelters, um, worried about people stealing. I mean, the ones where we had lockers, that was kind of cool. Cause then you can yeah. literally lock your stuff away. But when we're outside, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I actually think you would be more likely to be a victim of theft in a shelter than you would outside. Yeah. And it sounds really weird, but I definitely preferred being outside rather than in a shelter just for that reason alone. Um, yeah. I feel like people are more so scared of a homeless person and like wanting to steal. Cause you don't know if someone's going to jump out at you and be like, Hey, what are you doing with my stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> one minute you're looking for like a peanut butter bar or something next minute you're getting shanked. <laughs> yeah. You never know, man. Like I mean, your, your sleep changes when you, when you start living on the streets, like you're, you're a lighter sleeper. Well, I was, you're probably dead like a rock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember the one time uh, you were staying at your dad's for a bit and I went and I stayed under the Blue and Huntley Bridge and I took a shower that day and then you came back the next morning. They're just like covered in dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I think I briefly remember that. It it didn't (laughs) dirty. It was so dusty under there. Yeah, you asked if I was like rolling around in it. I was like, no, I went to sleep. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. So Blur, Blur and Huntley Bridge is in Toronto for people uh, wondering what we're talking about. Um, yeah, so under the bridge, there's basically um, an area where I would say there's crevices that you can sleep in under the bridge before you like... It's inside. How would you describe that? It's like inside the. It's bridge. like in a little alcove. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it was a great like protection for, for like wind from wind or other, other. Yeah, things. wind, rain, snow. Yeah, because you have literally like a roof, and then you have a side wall, but you have like a little area to crawl into. 
Um, so yeah, it was a good spot. Um, I'm sure. Sometimes I would sleep on the other side. Like I would have to like uh, climb across all the beams and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot more secluded because I was like high up and I was all the way in the middle underneath. But sometimes it, it, it was bothersome climbing across all those fucking beams. Because if I had fell, I would have got fucked up. Well, okay, yeah. So for, for people wondering, like, it's how, how many feet up do you think it would be high? I would say it was easily at least 40, 50 feet. Yeah. And under that, there was a road. Yeah. So if you fall, not only are you breaking bones, but you're getting hit by a potential vehicle. Yeah. It was dangerous. It was. It really was. I mean, I didn't have the balls to crawl across where, like, basically, just to explain it, although I'm horrible at explaining it, it was like, you're under the bridge. This is the bridge. And there's like a little alcove or whatever under the bridge here but the the ground slants down and down here is a road and he's talking about crawling under and then yeah, underneath the suspension beams yeah so basically <clears throat> the farther over you go the the farther away the, from the ground you are <laughs> it was a pretty good explanation <laughs> so yeah it was i mean i I'm I'm pretty sure you mentioned it to me and I'm like, no, I'll just stay. <laughs> you were not having that. No, I mean I'm afraid of heights, so <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so and maybe maybe a, a good thing to chat about is what would have been in your perspective the toughest parts of sleeping outside would it be like the weather or the cost definitely the weather <laughs> like I remember like the it was shortly after I divorced Damien um I went back under the bridge and it was during the winter and I didn't have any gear at this point anymore so I had to basically start over and it was middle winter and it was really cold that year so that was probably the toughest time I had being homeless. Um, it didn't take me that long to get more gear and get back set up. But <clears throat> those first few days were really fucking rough. Like I woke up and sometimes my leg would move because it was so cold. Yeah, I, I remember that in Calgary. Oh, Calgary, <laughs> our first day in Calgary. Like, all right, 52. Our first day in Calgary, we're like outside the city, and like we had like two sleeping bags, we like zipped them together, and we're like trying to stay warm in this fucking minus fifty-two. Yep. Um, and then we had the our our second night there, and like we found like some rooftop, and we were sleeping on the rooftop, and like the cops came up, and they're like, "Oh, if your dog is shut, I'm gonna shoot your fucking dog," and like. That was either above a church or next to the roof of a church, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you yeah, you <sighs> mentioned, um, and when you're, when you're mentioning how cold you were, was this in Toronto? Yeah. Okay. Because the bridge I was staying under, like, I was right under the bridge on the ground, and, like, there was openings all the way along on both sides you didn't have any wind protection yeah. or anything and you had to stay like right in the middle 
so you didn't get wet from the ground. Yeah. And um, I think people out there that, uh, I guess, enjoy survival skills and wilderness skills, do you have recommendations for um, certain gear that you would recommend, even if it's not for homelessness? So like, tents are always good um, if you can find a tent that's small enough. Like I remember like we had one that was pretty decent and like it would clip to the side of our backpacks. And um, I had that big army sleeping bag, Yeah, the mummy bag. Mummy bags are great. Um, they can usually withstand temperatures up to minus 60. And those are really warm. So having a mummy bag was definitely a great thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a tent, tents were good because they usually have the wind protection and the rain protection and stuff. Um, and like, if you are out and about during the day, like usually they have like these heat pads that you can like crack and you put them in your gloves and you can put them in your socks and stuff. They keep your socks dry. They keep your gloves dry and they keep your hands and feet pretty warm. So those were good things to have. Yeah. The hot paws you can get like at the dollar store and they're pretty good because yeah, for sleeping because your appendages are what gets really cold, like your fingers and toes. So putting them in like your gloves or socks while you're sleeping is pretty good. And you mentioned your back was cold. So definitely some layers of insulation on your back. So the ground doesn't cool your back. Well, the way I had it set up when I was, living under the gardener was I had uh, wooden planks and I would put a mattress on top of the wooden planks. Yeah. Okay. So that way it wouldn't get wet from the ground. Only the wood would. <laughs> only the wood would. Um, and then I would put a tent on top of the mattress because I got the mattress from like a dumpster. So I didn't know if it had any bugs or anything in it. So putting the tent on top of the mattress kind of eliminated any contact for me between the bugs. So that was a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, I like that. And a lot of factories just leave, like, wood out, just yep. throw out. So that would be a good good setup, actually. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then, like, because I was close, we were close to the condo buildings. So, like, we would go to their dumpsters, and, like, the people in condos were always throwing out, like, couches and mattresses and tables and stuff. So it was pretty easy to set it up. We yeah. even had, like, a, a fake toilet for a while like we just found a toilet we just lugged the toilet over <laughs> sometimes we would use it that's one way to do it I don't even know what what we would have what we did back I guess we went to like stores too yeah or like like McDonald's yeah although yeah. like I mean if you gotta pee you just go to a bush or something yeah that's yeah we would just use bushes but if we had to take like a, a shit or something like we would go to the fast food restaurants and stuff yeah I don't even remember like it's a shame that my memory is a little off because I don't I'm I'm sure I'm missing some pretty hilarious stories as far as like <laughs> I remember like I don't think it was actually that long after we met we were down at the gay pride parade and we were <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we ended up making like 140 bucks in like 10 minutes. That guy, it was like a $100 bill American. 
Yeah. Yeah. They exchanged that for 110. Then someone else gave us like 40 bucks like five minutes after. So we made like 140 bucks in like five minutes. So we were done for the day. Yeah. We went and got some alcohol. We were like uh, chilling in the park. And uh, we went to go to sleep. So we got a set of our sleeping bags. And uh, we're like in the corner of the park by the fence. This guy walks over, just starts fucking pissing on us. <laughs> and like you were in the front, pissed on like a lot more than I did. <laughs> we fucking jumped out of the sleep. We're like, what the fuck? This dude pissing on us. Pretty sure I was like, <laughs> I was pretty sure I'm like, is someone running a hose? <laughs> And then I'm like, no, that's definitely someone pissing on us. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like, I guess, yeah, because it was like a metal fence and the guy was behind it up a little higher and he couldn't see down below and he was probably drunk. And it was really dark, too. It was dark out. And so obviously he didn't see us, but I was like. Yeah, I was genuinely, I, it wasn't a nice thing to wake up to. No, it definitely wasn't. We were not happy about it at the time, but looking back, it's hilarious. Yeah. I uh, wonder, like, how bad we smelled after that. Yeah. I don't think it actually got on any of our clothes. It was just on the sleeping bag, thankfully. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, he didn't piss on our face or anything. Like. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I knew exactly where that story was going. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun time though. Um it was. That pride. I think that was the last time I went to a pride. Um I think I went to an yeah, I went to another one much later with Pandora. Yeah. When I was seeing her. Um but yeah, those were the only two that I went to. Um and as far as um traveling do you have in your mind maybe one of your favorite uh traveling stories or places that you went to that was oh montreal for easily like montreal was amazing yeah (laughs) i love montreal um and that was definitely one of the best places i went to i think the worst place we went to was calgary yeah calgary was pretty rough it was um best experience it would definitely be that bus yeah so for people that don't know um years ago I can't tell you a date but years ago uh we both were on a school bus traveling towards the west coast from Ontario and how it happened I guess was previous to that we were friends with people that we met in Montreal And we happened to later on be in London, Ontario. And I think we were just walking downtown and we saw this bus and all of a sudden, was his name Damien? Yeah. Yeah, it was Damien and Pierre Luke. Yes. So they recognized us and they basically told us that they were traveling and uh, where they were going and we were like, can we come? <laughs> we just like dropped everything. And <laughs> I think we went back to like my Yeah, family. we went back to grab some stuff. Yeah, we grabbed our stuff and headed back. And that was the end of it. That yeah, we 
And so there were, I don't even, do you remember everyone that was on the bus? It was me, you, Valerie, Pierre, Damien, Tom. Um, the guy that was beating his dog. I don't remember his name. Yeah. And then Sean, I think his name was. He had like blonde hair. He was skinny. Sean. I don't... Yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I Everyone else that you mentioned, I remember. And um, yeah, so it was a lot of people. And while you're doing that, I'll briefly explain. Okay. So you see the picture? That guy standing there at the end? Oh, yeah. I forget. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even remember that guy. Yeah. I think his name was Sean. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we were on, do you remember the name of what they called the bus? The Highway Child Tribe. The Highway Child Tribe. And it yeah, was, and it was ran by a guy named Drew. He made a few buses that he sent out, but I actually still think it's hilarious that like how marginal that chance encounter was. Yeah. Like, if it had been an hour earlier, it had been an hour later, like, we would have never known about it. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even, I think they were stopping to pick someone up or picking up supplies where they were. It just happened to be the same time as when we were there. Yeah. Um, I wish we took pictures of inside the bus, but I, like, know specifically everything on the bus. So it was a full-size school bus for people that aren't sure. Yeah, you walk in from the, the front of the bus entrance and there's still like the driver's seat there. And then when you're looking towards the, uh, the end of the bus, there's benches <clears throat> on either side and they, were, they acted as storage inside and beds. And then there was a wood stove, I believe, on yeah. one side. And then there was like a little kitchen area, like a little sink area. And then there was opposite to that, uh, a bunk bed. And then there was storage under the bed. And then behind that bed, there was a wall with a additional bed that was bigger. And then on the opposite side was a little toilet that. Yeah. You throw the hammock. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we hung the hammock near like towards the, the entrance. near the entrance yeah yeah so we yeah. just I guess they had clips that were bolted into the ceiling and we would oh, that's saw Howie there when your arms went up oh yeah <laughs> he's, he's, he's having a nap <laughs> um yeah so and as far as like one of your favorite memories, you mentioned Montreal and that. So as far as Montreal, I'm just trying to think, like, what would be one of your, one of your crazy, one of our crazier stories or something really funny that maybe. Okay. So <laughs> you're that guy <laughs> that we met that uh, introduced us to Sierra Quill. Yeah. yeah that, yep. that guy was hilarious. I remember. We were sitting there on the train and he comes up and he starts chatting with us. He asked where we were going. So we told him our stop. He's like, oh, I'm getting there off there too. You guys want to hang out? So we're like, yeah, sure. So we, we were like hanging out and he went around and he showed us like popular places to still use bottles from because you can take empty beer bottles and get money for them there and like these machines in any grocery store. 
Yeah. <laughs> so like we're sitting there watching this guy, like he's like hopping over the fences and he's trying to get the beer bottles. <clears throat> and I remember like he like smashed a whole bunch of them the one time. He like went to jump over the fence trying to get his big ass box of fucking bottles. And like it slipped out of his hand. He smashed, like, oh shit, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> so I remember we left and um we went to a park, I think, and we were sitting there. And he's like, Have you guys ever tried Seroquel? He'll knock you on your ass. <laughs> so we took like a bunch of Seroquel. We're like trying to fucking get back to the shelter we were staying at. <clears throat> and I think I remember it was either that night or the night that you took PCP that you like fell down the fucking stairs. <laughs> I think those were two separate nights. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like it was either the night when we took Seroquel that you fell down the stairs, or it was the night that you took PCP that no, you was, fell down the stairs. Yeah, I specifically remember it was PCP the night I fell. Um, and and as far as that story, basically to sum that up, we took it in like a green paste form, and I remember it's just it it's it's horse tranquilizer. If people are asking and. Yeah, um, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I'm not here to advocate for um, drug use, but uh, anyways, yeah. So we were walking, walking down the road at I, at night, ma- trying to make sure we hit our curfew for the shelter we're staying at in Montreal. <laughs> and I ended up feeling very drunk from it, and I remember there was. Like you check in and it's also a no drug policy. So you had to pretend you were sober. And I remember there was like a living room den hangout, I believe in the lower level of this place. And it was like, kind of like a winding staircase to go down. And I just remember like tumbling down those. <laughs> Stairs. Didn't they like ask you like right before you fell down the stairs if you had if you were under the influence of anything? I don't even remember, but probably I think they would have had to. If that funny. Are you on any drugs, kid? No, I'm not. I'm just gonna double down these fucking stairs. Nobody even lied and said like, "Oh, my ankle's been hurting me lately" or something. But. <laughs> I do remember like right before that we were running around outside because we were having a lot of fun <laughs> and it probably <laughs> just thinking from like a perspective of someone sitting in their house looking out their window some teenagers just running across people's like lawns and then like people falling over like <laughs> and laughing about Actually, it. we're doing that because they were on the way back there was like a patch of grass and you just like walked up to it like fell over into it and you just started laughing like oh fucking much yeah yeah like I you definitely lose your well I did I definitely lost my balance a lot that day <laughs> yeah so some some pretty funny stories I know we have a lot um and as far as the Syracuse guy, I don't remember his name, so we'll call him Syracuse guy. What was really weird about that story was, I think, following that time that we met him, we wanted to try it out on our own and collect our own bottles and, and see if we could do it. And um, 
I remember, I think we were trying to collect bottles that he hid somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we were trawling them across a road and they all just fell off this trolley and broke <laughs> the middle of the road. And I think we just left it there and ran. <laughs> yeah, we, we did. And what was, what was really weird, I thought, I remember specifically being weirded out by it. We saw him like weeks later and he looked so different. It was almost like he completely changed his style and his yeah. It was really weird. Maybe he could have had multiple multiple personality disorder or something, but yeah, like when we met him, he he almost looked like an older punk dude. And then when we saw him later, he was dressed in like rapper clothes and yeah, both different. And I don't even know if he really recognized us. Probably not. He was pretty fucked up when we met him. Yeah. I remember though. One of the best memories I had in Montreal would probably be our second night when we ended up at that lesbian bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I think it was called La Pharmacie. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, we were downtown and I remember we were panning and uh, we wanted to go get drunk and we didn't know where anything was. So we're like, let's go to this bar and it turned out to be a lesbian bar. Yeah. <laughs> We actually had a bunch of people like buying us drinks and stuff. So that was pretty cool. I was also underage. Like the the legal age, I think, was 18 for drinking. And I was only 17 at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, because you were, you're a year older than me, I think. Yeah. So yeah, you were of legal age. I wasn't, but I was still able to get drinks. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember like... <clears throat> Do you remember how much Black Bull we drank? Do you remember that? No, what's that? Black Bull? It's a 40 of beer. And it was like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like 11.5%. You would get like an entire 40 of beer for like 4.25 there. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that because that tasted like crap. It was like the crappy version of a 40 of old E. Yeah. But what, did we yeah. drink that at the bar? No, no. I was just speculating on how much we drank oh. at Black Bowl. Yeah. And then I think it was only a few days later that we met Drunk Rob. Who? Drunk Rob. Oh, oh my God. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he had like the word drunk tattooed on his Yeah. I remember like every time we would see him, he would always bring us like, like, like chocolate bars and shit. Really? I don't remember. Yeah. He brought us chocolate bars? Yeah, every time you would see him, he would be like, you have some chocolate bars? He would always fucking have, like, chocolate bars on him. That's funny. Yeah, because I, I know, like, eventually we made quite a few friends where we went, but yeah, I maybe he was, like, the main guy that kind of introduced us to everyone then if you're saying yeah that. he definitely was because like he's the one that showed us like where sketch park was yeah and then we met like a whole bunch of punks there and uh that's where we met like angry chris and um we met uh cabbage i think his name was was he one of the shopping cart people no he was one of the big plastic bags people in it for some reason they always had like lots of tupperware containers on them. <laughs> cabbage oh is that yeah. okay i think i remember now when i made my trip to ottawa is all i'll say that day 
um, you hung out with a guy that had Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, that was Cabbage. <laughs> okay, I remember him now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And who, okay, so who else? We we met Roxy. Yeah. Um, oh. There was a bunch of jazz. We met jazz. I don't remember jazz. Um, he was like full out like punk. Like he had the mohawk, the full studded leather jacket, blue mohawk. Okay. Um, I think I remember. There was Nico, I think. Yeah, there was Nico. Um, I know there was others, but I can't remember their names. Um, <clears throat> I also wanted to mention at the time we were in Montreal, it was kind of a political time. If you remember at that time, I don't remember the year there were, there was riots going on towards the end close to when we were leaving and the cops got a lot more aggressive because I, what I remember was a local kid of color got shot by a police officer and he didn't even, I don't even think he had a weapon on him. So the local punk kids were like, let's, let's cause some issues here. Um, now, I don't know if the kid was homeless and that like was directly why we got pepper sprayed and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I don't know if, if we actually did, or if I was dreaming it, cause I, I'm mixing some things up, but I remember yeah. we got sprayed in our sleep and we also, I think I remember being pepper sprayed in our sleep. So <clears throat> there, we did get pepper sprayed. We didn't get pepper sprayed in our sleep. We were staying under the bridge and the cops came by with the fire department and they hosed our stuff down. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the incident that you're thinking about wasn't the kid that got shot. Um, you remember under Frontenac Bridge, we had that spot where we would fly a sign and there was one girl that got hit by a car Yeah. under there. Like she was coming, there was a car like here and then there was another car beside and she was walking in front of one car and she got hit by another car in the other lane and she got killed. And everybody knew her and that's what caused a lot of issues because nobody even bothered looking into it or anything. They just wrote it off because it was just another fucking street kid. Yeah. And that's when a lot of the issues started and everybody started fucking rioting and causing issues and shit. Mm -hmm. But I remember <laughs> when we were staying under the Frontenac Bridge and uh, we were <clears throat> we weren't there when this happened, but we came back and all our stuff was soaked. Like the fire department like sprayed out all the tents of the big assholes. Carl was still in his fucking tent. <laughs> like before, after, like during and after the whole fucking incident, he was him the whole fucking time. Like, he's like, I had a dream that was raining out. Like, this big ass hose, and he's not even fucking waking up. But it, the weird part was, though, when, when we were under a bridge, and I think it was different than Frontenac, it was the time we went with a different group of people. And it was a group of people where one guy dressed. He was a homeless punk kid. He dressed like a paramedic. He was like, what? yeah, he was no, okay. Let me, let me explain a little bit more here. <laughs> I don't remember there being a, a homeless paramedic. He wasn't actually a paramedic. 
like, I don't know. He had like a plus sign on like a hat or a leather jacket. And they, everyone in the group called him like, I don't know, the medic or like the doctor because he was always trying to like save animals and help people. And that night we were under one bridge where we did get sprayed while we were in a tent separate a separate occasion i believe there were like needles all over the ground too where it sounds familiar i can't remember it but it sounds familiar i don't remember the name of this bridge but it wasn't the same bridge that that we stayed at previously because we stayed at at least two in montreal but yeah i i wish i remembered more details but this guy was really interesting I think he was just people called him like the paramedic or something, but he was he was like the uh, the caretaker of the group. Okay, I don't remember this at all. I must have been like pretty fucking out of it. Well, what I remember was yeah, we were in a tent and we were sleeping, and all of a sudden, you know, I heard obviously vehicles approaching, and then all of a sudden, like intense water spraying into our tent where it was almost like flattening our tent and I'm like oh my god there's water getting into our tent and then we go out and then the the cops are like get out of your tent everyone leave and we're all like scattering and I'm like I was barefoot and I was trying to make sure I wouldn't step on any of the needles on the ground I remember that um but yeah I again I wish my memory was a bit better but I do remember that so you're saying all of these situations happened because of the this woman that we we kind of met that got hit by a vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for some reason I thought it had to do with something else. No. Um, I remember like when we went to like St. Pops, there was like a whole memorial service for her and stuff. Yeah. They're pretty much the only ones that actually did anything. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, she was pretty well known. And I think we had like a release ceremony, something to do with balloons or like those air lanterns that you let out in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was pretty young too, from what I remember. Yeah. She was probably like in her teens to like early twenties. Yeah. And um, yeah. So we, I think where she got hit was close to where we were staying because eventually we stayed in an abandoned brewery in Montreal yeah. near some train tracks. And, <laughs> and uh, so that place was actually pretty cool. Um, we got quite a bit of privacy there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a really cool spot that we had. And you like basically go into the back part. It looks really sketchy. You go to the back part and there's like a hole and you're walking into where like the grates are that pull the beer across. Then we walked along that. And then you kind of see a light at the end of the room where the factory is. And it takes you to this little office room. And that's where we kind of stayed in. We had, we had some funny, funny stories in that room. Like I remember when we brought Sophie over. You were, yeah, you remember Sophie. I remember Sophie. I just don't remember bringing her over. <laughs> yeah, I remember like <laughs> so we brought her over, and like you and I were sitting against the wall, 
in the corner, like you were jerking me off. And Sophie was sitting there with her trying to like talk her into a threesome. And she's just like sitting there super awkwardly while you're doing this. <laughs> she probably sat there for like half an hour, just sitting there watching us. Really? I don't remember this. Yeah. And <laughs> she eventually just got up and left. And I, I mean, I can't believe her. She was probably so fucking awkward and out. But like, I remember we tried a few times with her because I remember like you really wanted you really wanted to sleep with her. Yeah. You were really into her. And um, yeah, it's hilarious. Like we were just sitting there and you were doing it. Like she obviously knew what was going on. Yeah. And I think she was just too embarrassed to get up and leave. Well, I mean, we, we maintained a friendship with her for a while after that. So I guess we didn't scare her too much. I, I connected with Sophie, I want to say maybe like three, four years ago. And like, she's got kids now. She's got like a job, a husband and stuff. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I connected with her a few years ago as well. Um, and uh, I think she's, you know, getting into hairdressing or something like that. But she seemed to be doing well for herself. Um but uh, yeah, she she was cool. I liked her. Um, yeah. And she had like a little little dog, I think. Yeah, she did. Um, and then another friend that we had that uh, <clears throat> was actually a pretty close friend during our times there was Ashley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember Ashley. Yeah, and then Carl and Sarah. I remember <laughs> one of the craziest nights we had in Montreal was definitely that house party. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember much, but yeah, you could you could go into a bit more detail if you want. So I remember we were hanging out at the sketch park and we were hanging out with Angry Chris and he's like, hey, you guys want some drugs? So he gave us like a like trifecta of different drugs. I think it was like speed, ecstasy, um, acid, and I think a bit of PCP. And like, we just took it. Like we took all of it. And fuck it, we ended up going to this house party with Damien. And Sarah and Carl. And I think Pierre was there too. I don't remember. Maybe not. But so we got to this guy's house. And like, I remember me and you were really high. We were sitting on the couch. And we were trying to pick a movie. And we literally changed this movie like a hundred times. Like every five minutes, we would get up and be like, okay, let's pick a new movie. And we didn't pay attention to anything that was fucking playing. Because we were just so fucking high. And then this guy comes out of nowhere and he like jumps in the fucking window he's like hey guys what's going on i've been fucking like roof hopping from the cops the cops are chasing me this guy like climbs in through the fucking window like sits on the couch like starts talking about how he was running from the cops yeah and he was like maybe there for like half an hour he's like okay i gotta go i gotta go he like fucking like dives back in the fucking window carl and fucking sarah are in the back and like carl's crying because Sarah won't sleep with him because she had like a boyfriend in Nova Scotia. Yeah. And Damien was in the bathroom, like filling the sink up, like puke because he was fucking puking his guts and shit. Like, this is just like it to me, looking back at it, it just reminds me of like a bonus scene from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or something. <laughs> that is actually a really good way to fucking describe it. <laughs> I remember we got back to the to our uh, squad to the brewery like maybe like 
13 hours later, and we slept for like, it's literally like two, three fucking days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I signed up for a tree planting job and I just didn't show up because I, <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot you applied for that. Well, I found out years later because I was going through like my T3s or my tax forms and something popped up as like tree planting Montreal. I'm like, what the hell is that? When did I do that? <laughs> I didn't even show up, but I apparently got paid for it or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember, <sighs> but I, I do actually, I think we I think we went to a punk show at the gates of hell. Yeah. So the gates of hell was a place that locals called. Um, and it was a house that a bunch of various punk people stayed at. Yeah. They hosted punk shows. It was actually a really cool spot. Um, yeah. It was a really big house with like, you know, a separate space for punk shows, basically. So I don't rem- remember too much about being at the show, but that seemed like a cool spot that we checked out. Yeah, that's where we got Grizzly from. Yeah, so we, we got a dog together named Grizzly. He was, I think, a lab in a pit bull mix. Yeah. So we got him there. And I think within that night, we were able to walk with him off leash. Yeah. I remember when we got there, like he was like hiding and very timid and scared. And I remember we paid literally like 30 bucks in like toonies and loonies for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think what happened was we went there and we saw him and we thought about him. We're like, I don't know. We just, and we also noticed his like tail was between his legs. Um, yeah. We're like, let's, let's take him with us. So we, I guess we asked and or someone said that he was for sale one of the two but yeah they said he was for sale yeah yeah he was a good dog yeah he was was (laughs) i remember like when we were living in calgary with uh grizzly and like we were staying at your friend's house in their backyard and like we would tie him up yeah oh okay so aaron wasn't like we developed we both developed a friendship with her but I found out she went to the same high school as me okay so Erin actually was she grew up in Newmarket and went to my high school I'm not going to say the name of the high school just for privacy but I remember because she's like where are you from and I said where I was from and she said what high school and I think she was a little apprehensive so I showed her my high school ID and she was like blown away by that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we met her at like a drop-in center. Yeah, the DI. Yeah. And we stayed in like an a rooftop enclosure in her backyard. Yeah. And I, I just remember like we would tie Grizzly up if we had to go to the store to like her tree. And like <laughs> the separation anxiety that he had was so big. Yeah. I remember like when we would come back, like he would just not stop jumping on us. You remember one time? Okay, so you remember how there was a couch here in our backyard, and there was a couch here, and then there was a tiny little corner. I remember like Grizzly jumped on you and pushed you into this corner, and he was helping you for like 20 fucking minutes. I, and so I was just sitting there and dying laughing. 
Because, like, he had you in such a way in this corner that, like, you couldn't get out. And he was just like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was a funny dog. I mean, I think the lab in him made him really anxious. When, yeah. Like, separation anxiety because there there were definitely times where well almost every time we would leave him like we wouldn't leave him often but like you know if we went to go to the store or something he would flip out yeah yeah so just trying to think of what else I mentioned that I wanted to chat with you about so maybe separately as far as not what we've like done together in our stories, but what are other places, where are other places that you've traveled to? And uh, yeah. Uh, outside of Ontario, there hasn't been that many places, but inside Ontario, I've been all over Ontario, like <clears throat> grew up in Aurelia, then I lived in Sarnia, I've lived in London, I've lived in Hamilton, um, lived in Thetford, uh, stayed in Windsor for a bit. Um, <clears throat> other than that, there isn't many, many places. <clears throat> I haven't traveled in quite a while, so. Yeah. Well, after we broke up, I was, I stayed in Ottawa for a bit and I was staying with Dan and his girlfriend and uh, his girlfriend was, they broke up and she was going back to BC. And so me and Dan were like, let's go to BC. So we started hitchhiking out to BC. We got to Sudbury. And then that's when Damien messaged me. And I went back to Toronto and started living with Damien. And I was with her for about five, six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So during that time, I was state pretty stationary in Toronto. So I didn't really travel. Did you guys only live in Toronto together? I think that yeah. was. Yeah. 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 So you, uh, do you know how long you were married for? We were married for three years. Yeah. But we were together for about five or six. Yeah, that sounds about right. There's actually one pretty funny story I do have, though. Um, so we went out to Center Island and... We uh, walked through this little arch, and we called it the Gates of Hell, ironically, which is funny. Um, so we walked on this, and we went on to the nude beach, and um, we were hanging out and having drinks on the nude beach. And we uh, ended up hanging out with, like, this group of, like, gay guys, and, like, we started, like, huffing this, like, VCR cleaner and shit. <laughs> we really fucked up. But it only lasts, like, two minutes, but, like, it knocked me on my ass. Mm-hmm. We were drinking and hanging out, and um, people started leaving. <laughs> Eventually, we all got naked, and uh, <clears throat> it was me, Damien, and then her buddy Hart showed up with his buddy, but they didn't stay long, so it was just me and Damien. And so on the beach, there's like these lawn chairs that are tied down, but if you lift one up, you can slide out others underneath it, and it was getting pretty cold, so we started lighting his lawn chairs on fire, and uh, a big some wind came, and, like... <laughs> Blew on our thing back and fucking caught us on fire. Oh my god, really? Yeah, so we, <laughs> we got caught on fire on the fucking beach. <laughs> we were just so fucking drunk. Well, at least there was sand around because sand. Yeah. Stop it. 
I jumped out of that sleeping bag so fast. Like, I don't know how a human can even get out of a sleeping bag that fast, but I got out of it so quick. I remember one point of the night, uh, we started having sex on the beach and, like, on the lawn chairs and stuff. This guy came out of the bush, like, out of nowhere, and he grabs the lawn chair and just starts, like, beating off. Really? Like, yeah, he came out of, like, nowhere. Like, he just walked out of the bush. And... <laughs> That's so random. That's a gumption to just do it and assume you guys would be okay with it. Right. <laughs> like, I remember, like, we told him, like, fuck off. Yeah. But. Uh, was he an old guy? Yeah, he was maybe in his, like, 50s. Really? Mm. Yeah. Well, nowadays, that's not so old, considering we're in our 30s, but. <laughs> You're like, don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I can't say I've ever experienced that specifically, but yeah, that's pretty funny now that you're looking at it from yeah in the past. And uh, so growing up, um, I'm curious now, did you, you moved around a lot? Yeah, growing up, yeah, I moved around a lot. Yeah. Um, we were stationary at really a for about the first 11 years, like from when I was born to when I was 11. Mm -hmm. But then after that, that's when we started moving around a lot. Now, was it mainly like your mom and your your biological father? Or I forget, was there like a... No, I never knew my biological father. Okay. Yeah. It was just step-parents. Like I remember it was mostly Tony was around. Like I know Tony was around from when I was about four. Mm -hmm. And then... <clears throat> they him and my mom split up and then it was Steve for a couple years and then they broke up and then it came Tony again and they broke up and then uh, well they got married and then they got divorced and then it was um I can't remember his name you met him um oh um when you're when I met your mom in Toronto and they had like a basement apartment together. Yeah, that guy. I can't remember his name, but they dated for a bit. Yeah. And then they broke up. And then she met Mike and she married Mike. And then she was with Mike until she passed away. So there was a, a pretty good string of different parental figures yeah. growing up. And I mean, let me know if you're, if you, if at all, like you don't want to talk about any certain thing, but um, I'm curious, has your, have you ever been able to reach out to your dad or like, has your dad ever? No, I, I don't even know who he is. Never met him. Cause I know never you looked mentioned, for him. Like, your mom gave you very strange, like all over the place stories. So you're not really sure who he is kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, I remember, like, my mom said, like, he tried to kill me when I was, like, six months old because I was crying. But there was a lot of inconsistencies in her stories over the years. Yeah. So I took it with a lot of, like, a big grain of salt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like, I remember, like, she said, apparently once he came by when I was, like, six to try and take me to McDonald's for the weekend, and my mother didn't let him do it. Other than that, <clears throat> I don't know anything about him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, I mean, growing up in a different, like, situations that, like, it, it just makes me curious to know how, 
how it would be like, you know, not having that. Um, yeah. And I mean, also, it kind of highlights, you know, growing up and moving around a lot kind of influences having that nomadic lifestyle, right? Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know we've mentioned it previous times in the past, like, there's constantly like that travel bug, like that travel itch of like wanting to continue traveling, right? I have that all the time still. <laughs> and uh, as far as places that you've, you like maybe on your bucket list, is there places that are big on your list that you want to go to eventually? I definitely want to go to the UK. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but For the punk scene or? No, just to go backpacking. I don't, I'm not really in the punk scene anymore. Yeah. Um, I actually listen to more like bluegrass and like the full stuff like that now. <laughs> I actually even listen to like some pop, <laughs> surprisingly. Some banjo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, I listen to like some EDM. I listen to dubstep. I listen to pop. I listen to metal. If I listen to some rap, like I listen to like, everything now. That's, that's surprising, but, uh, I mean, people yeah. changes. And so you want to backpack through the UK, like certain parts or. I would think it'd be pretty wicked to go check out Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then maybe backpack through like Italy and like <clears throat> mm -hmm. make my way eventually to like Ireland. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think all of Europe to travel through would be pretty awesome. It sounds like there's some pretty party. Well, like Amsterdam, like the red light district, that would be a yeah. pretty big party. Well, the legalities are very different there compared to Canada too, right? Yeah. Um, now, I guess you didn't fully make it to the West Coast. No. So... Have you ever been interested in ever, you know, trying? I'm always interested in trying to get out there. Like, if I had the opportunity where I was able to do that, I would. Yeah. Um, having kids makes things pretty difficult to travel. Yeah. So, yeah, now that you're a father, it's, it's a, a different lifestyle to live, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I remember when Tatum was born. Like, I quit everything. I quit drinking. I quit doing drugs. Yeah. Like, that became my focus. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a blessing in disguise, right? And I mean, it's not yeah. in disguise because having a kid is such a great opportunity. But um, if it wasn't for that, you might be still in that direction, right? To be fair, if I, if I didn't have kids, I'd probably be, like, dead under a bench right now. <laughs> like maybe yeah you never know right um so I mean everything happens for a reason in my personal belief um, yeah and uh yeah I mean I don't have kids so I, I can't like resonate with that but I'm also like a person that's sober so <laughs> it's it's yeah because uh yeah I feel like if I had kids my lifestyle would be completely different oh definitely I could, I could see you being a good mom. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would be a very strange mom, too. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you are a very strange person. 
<laughs> I'd probably embarrass my kids a lot. <laughs> oh, I, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess, I guess we can take a, a quick break on this note. Um, have a while right. break and I'll pause this recording. Okay. So we're back after a little bit of a break. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to kind of change the discussion a little bit. Now it is a little bit of a darker subject to talk about. So I just wanted to in advance speak on if you're uncomfortable with conversations about death or suicide or in detail a bit more about drugs, uh, just giving you a little bit of a warning. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're, we'll end on some funny stories a bit more. So we're not leaving it at a very dark tone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, keep in mind, we both have quite dark senses of humor, sense of humor. Yeah, sense of humor. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, if it's not your thing, don't listen, right? Um, so I guess when we met, um, you introduced me to a friend named Dallas. Yeah. And so Dallas, uh, we met, was it Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, it was Toronto. Yeah, we stayed at that hotel and she gave me your first mohawk. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we met we you knew Dallas prior to, to this. So yeah. Introduced me to her. And um so yeah, so Dallas was a good friend of ours. And I think it was I'm just trying to think. So Dallas passed away and it was more than three years ago, I think. I'd say it's been about four or five years now. I think, I think you're right, yeah. So we don't know exactly when Dallas passed away, but um, like Dallas as well, she, she you know, dabbled into uh, drinking and drugs as well. And she was lived a very nomadic lifestyle. Uh, she traveled a lot. Um, maybe, maybe I'll give you um a bit of it like I'll let you describe Dallas a little bit so you can <clears throat> Dallas was very chaotic yeah she, she was very chaotic um she kind of <clears throat> lived her life just doing whatever she wanted to if she wanted to do something she would be the type of person that would just go and do it yeah. whether it was harmful or whether it was positive for her um but yeah she struggled a lot with <clears throat> alcoholism and <clears throat> substance abuse um but she was also the type of person that always tried to make everybody else happy mm -hmm. and like she tried to make herself happy and like <clears throat> from the outside looking in if you knew her you would think she was a happy person but she had a lot of struggles with her childhood as well growing up so that definitely affected her when I knew her. Um, I knew her for probably about two years before I met you. And we used to travel a bit together too. Like I remember we went to Hamilton back, we went back to Hamilton once. 
and we stayed there for about a week and we were sitting outside and uh, this guy came up to us and he was like, hey, you guys want to come crash at my place? We were like super sketched out. We didn't know this guy, but we were like, fine, sure. And like we went back to his house and like he made us dinner and stuff. He was actually a really nice guy, but like <clears throat> we like <clears throat> when he went to the bathroom, we were like looking for knives and like we hit our knives on the pillows. And, like yeah. we we're just super sketched out. <clears throat> um, one thing she was always super passionate about was playing guitar. She loved playing guitar. She was actually really good at it. She used to play a lot of Flog and Molly. That was her thing. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> other than that, yeah, she was just a very chaotic person. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so Dallas took her life a few years ago. And when I went to her funeral, um, and the reason why I'm talking about this 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 connects with the lifestyle of living this way and using substances and you know not seeking help um but yeah so when I went to I I went to her her um I don't know there's like different uh terminologies for different things but it wasn't it was a funeral I would say but I didn't know it would be an open casket so it was uh it was, it was tough. I'll say that much. Um, and I got to, I saw her friend, Alyssa that she grew up with and Kathleen was there and a few other people that we met through Dallas and of course her brothers. And, um, I ended up connecting actually really well with, I think one of her uncles, he was a really soft, he was a big softy. He was like this big guy, the biggest guy there. And I'm like, oh God, I don't know if I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> and I can, I explained who I was and how I knew Dallas. And I didn't want to share like inappropriate stories just out of respect for her. And I, I said like, you know, I don't really know what was going on. I knew it, that she was struggling. And I know like she lost one of her parents already. I think it was her mom when we met her, right? Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, you didn't, like, you didn't know. And um, so he, he, he basically explained that she was trying to connect with her other parent and they passed away as well. And I think, you know, there are other things going on that she may not have expressed. And I think a lot of people that struggle with mental health and drug use, um, they, they tend to not want to burden other people and they kind of keep it to themselves. And I think she was really, you know, doing a lot of that. Um, but yeah, he, he explained that I think he thought that that was what set her over the edge. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it, and he was like this huge guy ball in his eyes. So I felt so bad. I kept hugging him. Um, and it was, it was, it was so uncomfortable for me. I think funerals are so uncomfortable. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're you, like, you don't know what to say to someone that like, you know, she was a friend to you, but like these family members are just like a whole nother level. So you don't like, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to say like, I'm sorry for your loss. Cause that just seems so like, I don't know, like not sincere at all. So you're like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but, 
but um yeah so she yeah she was struggling with a lot and you're right though she was really talented with her guitar and she also oh yeah she was amazing at guitar <clears throat> yeah she really liked like uh, Irish punk specifically yeah. really like that kind of style of music I remember like she would always talk about her dad that lived in Nova Scotia oh, like, yeah. yeah fairly often <clears throat> so I I can definitely see that being like her last break and I remember at the time like she was dating Izzy <clears throat> and they always had like a rocky relationship too yeah so that probably didn't help her moods much. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So like on a funny note, maybe you could talk about the time that we, we went to the hotel with, with Alice. <laughs> just like, I think she would want us to talk about it as like a funny. Note. Well, well, I remember <laughs> the one part of the hotel, you remember when the, we, uh, we clogged the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it comes in. And she's like, we were like, the toilet's clogged. So she literally like punched the wall and like broke a piece of the wall up to try and make some like makeshift like declogger. And she's like in the bathroom, like trying to declog this toilet with like a piece of broken wall. I I know there was a hole in the wall. I don't know how it happened, but now I do. <laughs> yeah, she was trying to unclog the toilet with the wall. She she was funny, and I remember as you mentioned, she was cutting my hair into a mohawk for the first time and she had like we got a picture of her like mid snip with like an evil look on her face like she's like I'm <laughs> ready to cut your hair yeah and she was she was always a funny person she <clears throat> she always had something funny going on and she loved animals she had a dog named laddie that she loved yeah um and he was a goofball like he was to me his personality remind me of Goofy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think we, not only that, we got hair dye all over the inside of the shower. Laddie yeah. On our mattress. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that he took his shit on the mattress. Yeah. We, we destroyed that motel room. Yeah, I still think about it and I'm like, what did that poor person have to walk into? <laughs> yeah. And I remember we like we just gotten paid and we went and bought like I think it was like two hundred dollars worth of like alcohol and like food and we just fucking partied like all weekend. Yep. <clears throat> we did. Yeah. And then we she was supposed to come to Montreal with us, but she overslept. <laughs> yeah, I don't I I didn't know what happened with that, so I guess she did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she was supposed to come to Montreal with us. Yeah. Yeah, I think we were talking to her about that. Um, well, I mean, that's okay. We still had our fun, though. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a blast in Montreal. <clears throat> well, the last I talked to her, she was actually living in the East Coast. So I'm wondering if her father was still alive at that point and was trying to connect with him or she was just trying to start a new life out there now that I'm thinking of it, because I didn't know her father lived there. When I started, when I was with Damien, I lost contact with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. She was one of them. So until you told me what happened, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't know anything about what was going on with her because I lost contact with a bunch of people. 
Well, the weird thing with Damien, for one, she did not like me. You're no, Damien didn't like anybody though. And I remember I tried to tell you at first, and I, I think, I don't know. I think she was trying to like stop me from connecting with you. So I actually messaged Damien to let her know to let you know because I was like, I, I don't want to cause any issues. I just want you to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, eventually found out and, uh, I found out actually later on, they, a few friends of Dallas's were having get togethers around her birthday in July. So people yeah. camping and doing like a celebration of life for Dallas, but I just, I couldn't make it. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't go to her funeral. I was pretty impactful so I think that would have been a bit too hard for me but I did have my own little like ceremony for her with myself yeah I mean I will say it was pretty rough it it, I mean it it's definitely still a thing like it's definitely still rough to go let alone an open casket because you could see her um yeah so yeah it was it was it was tough um, yeah, that would have been tough for sure. And I also wanted to kind of talk about on the realm of, you know, drug use and, and drinking. So, you know, back in the day, what what were the kind of things that you were into to doing if you're <clears throat> well before I met you, like I was <clears throat> pretty heavily into heroin. Yeah. Um that <clears throat> was pretty big time in my life like I was doing needles and shooting up heroin often and I quit that about maybe eight months after I started using I just quit cold turkey because I couldn't do it anymore but like most people I just swapped one addiction for another Mm -hmm. and then alcohol became my big addiction probably for about six years Mm -hmm. and then it was just various drugs here and there, like whatever I got, I would just take. Um, like <clears throat> I've done crack, I've done meth, I've done heroin, I've done PCP, I've done ketamine, I've done fucking like, like I've done quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. But the most that were prominent were heroin and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean addictions can go as far as like eating too right yeah so there's just so many addictions and you could be addicted to exercise you could be yep to (laughs) breathing heavily if you wanted to (laughs) yeah Yeah, so and do you find like I think we talked about it you now that you're you're a father you occasionally have your drinks obviously maybe on yeah and or whatever but was drinking a hard thing for you to like overcome as far as changing that? Not really, no. Um, I think when I had my son, my mindset just came, became about that. So I think that's what gave me the strong push to be able to quit it yeah. and keep it consistently very limited. So in terms of quitting, that was actually pretty easy for me to do, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Like, even now, like, I can have, like, a few drinks, and I'm, I'm okay with not drinking more. I'm okay 
would not play out making all my day about how am I going to get alcohol or <clears throat> being sick without having alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a, another thing is when you're a parent, it's so busy that it's, it's kind of hard to fit that into your schedule too. Right. It's oh, that too. Yeah, definitely. Like, cause I have, I have three kids now, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're waking up early, the last thing you want to think about is drinking too. Cause you're like, Oh God, I have to wake up early and I have to like yeah. kids and all this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that experience, but I'm sure that would be quite a change. <laughs> for, for me, it was some people aren't like that. Like some people still use even with when they have kids. Yeah. But I didn't like, I didn't want that. Like I grew up like my, my step parents and stuff, they were alcoholics and my mother was an alcoholic growing up and that I didn't want my kids to be around that. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made that impact too, for me to be able to quit. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really good to realize that because I, it takes a lot of willpower to not only recognize that there's a problem, but also to change it. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I've been, I haven't touched any drugs in like seven years. I remember like, we were talking about it. It's, it's quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and as far as like hallucinogens, do you, do you miss, like, obviously there's a miss if you didn't have kids, you know, like yeah. those experiences again. Oh, hallucinogens were always fun. I loved hallucinogens. <laughs> like when we took Ron and got him high on shrooms for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my favorite thing or my, or my favorite memory was with, um, I think it was the first time I met Jose and he's another person that passed away um, over two years ago now. Um, and that had to do with, um, drug use, but, uh, yeah, the first time I met him, we, I think we were panhandling and like, oh, I think we met some guy named Acid John. I think that was who. (laughs) What? I don't remember anybody named Acid John. So either it was him or Jose and we were, we were hanging out and panhandling with, with Jose. Jose and Brittany and yeah. I swear you like ran like someone was walking by us and you're like oh hey there's acid John and <laughs> and he's like no I happen to have some and we're like okay and we went to Trinity Bellwoods for the evening yeah I remember we got high on acid I don't remember who we got it from or anything about acid John yeah that um, I, again selective memory for the strangest things yeah i remember we uh yeah me you jose Brittany, we went to train bellwoods and we set up the tent on the drum circle <laughs> and like me and jose went to look for cigarettes and we come back and there's like a whole bunch of cops with like their floodlights on you apparently there was like people walking around the park shooting off fireworks yeah and Brittany and jesse or jess <clears throat> had set up that tent I think like at least like six times you guys just got tearing down and second back up because you're so fucking paranoid and the cops were there because of the tent 
we yeah we thought it was because of us <laughs> but yeah I mean once once they all came down and asked us what was going on we just said oh we we saw some people throwing off some fireworks and we were just stargazing or something we were just trying to bs the situation and they're like oh yeah you're fine or whatever and they left and we put it back up and then i don't know i think i don't know there are a few other reasons we took it down a couple <laughs> other so indecisive but and then i remember like after the cops left and stuff we were all just like laying there like tripping out on the plants because like the plants were dancing and shit. <laughs> like yeah well and then we were laying there and it was like six in the morning and it started wearing off i remember we got like the like the most consistent like acid farts and i remember like me and jose were having like a battle with it we were like counting them i remember that <laughs> well this is the first time i i think it was the first time i did it and i think it was your first time actually yeah it was and i just because it was it was very unfamiliar for me and i remember I think I was asking you and Jose, like, what's it like? And you're, you're, you guys were like, it's just, you're going to laugh a lot. And I was like, okay. yeah. And I remember I was just peeing beside this one building right next to the platform where we're at. And I just started busting out laughing, <laughs> looking at the bushes, like the long grass was like going in like waves, like water. And I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I don't think we ever really hung out with Jose and Brittany again after that day. I don't remember. I don't think so. Uh, I think we went to a punk show with Jose later on. Because um, I later on had his shirt for a while. I remember that. There was. A, yeah, okay. Yeah, that sounds right. There was a ghetto blaster shirt that I had of his. Um, and he like lent it to me at like a concert. It, it might have been the ghetto blaster show I don't know maybe <laughs> know. but yeah we I we didn't hang out with Brittany too too much because there were some I'm sure because she was friends with synth and all that kind of stuff so yeah but uh, yeah and she lived in Hamilton too so yeah yeah I still talk to to Brittany and you know she she she's working and has kids and completely different life same with you dropped the whole party lifestyle and yeah is a parent now <laughs> it's weird to say but yeah things change yeah it's weird to think that I'm a parent now too like looking back like I didn't think I'd ever be a parent <laughs> yeah I, I I mean I didn't think so either just because of how we lived right you know exactly yeah. And then we started we hang we started hanging around with Kathleen more. I remember like we did acid the one night at her aunt's house. Yeah. And like those lights were so fucking trippy. And I remember for like a good hour you were like trying to convince me that there was like a clown in the room. And you were like getting sketched out about this clown in the room. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. I, I don't I think I was just trying to like that's probably a really crappy thing to do to someone, but <laughs> it didn't work. No, it didn't work. And I always felt like whenever we would change the lights, like the entire mood would change. Like I remember like we had the red light on, like you two were getting sketched out because the red light was on. So we had to like change it to like the calm blue light for you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I remember the bathroom was like there are so many mirrors in this. Bathroom. There was a lot of mirrors in that bathroom. And I think that was the source of where the red light was. And um I just thought it was, and I think at that moment while we were on it, and I just said to Kathleen, I said, your aunt does acid. <laughs> like I guarantee these lights were designed for acid trips. <laughs> You had a cool place though. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And then there was a night with Kathleen where she puked on you. Yep. Yeah, that was funny. Jacket. <laughs> jacket she got sick on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the funny night. We had to <clears throat> we had to call her mom or anything it was. Yeah, she and her mom had to come pick her up. <clears throat> uh, some crazy stories. Yeah, and then like uh, I remember we had that big party once at Luca's, and uh, Dallas and Kathleen, and I think Sean was there too. Yep, yep. Bacon bits. Bacon bits. What? <laughs> yeah, I remember because he was a security guard. Oh used to right, call bacon I remember bits. now. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. He he was a good guy. Yeah, he was. I I haven't talked to him in a long time either. Yeah. Um, that was actually probably one of my favorite nights other than the hotel party with uh, Dallas. That was a good night. We ha- we all had a really good time. <clears throat> yeah. And then there was another time with all of us, though. It was for my birthday at Bronze. Yeah. 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 There was that night, too. That was a good night. Yeah. That was where we, I guess we were living near Lakeshore at that point, right? Yeah. We were on Lake Promenade. I'm wondering, like, do you remember every place we lived at, though? So, um, I know when we first met and started dating, we were homeless for a bit. And then I know we had that one place. um, It was, like, across from a big park, and we were renting that unit. Oh, for Um, your mom? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember where, but, yeah, I remember that. I think it was in Dawnlands. Yeah. Um, And then... Um, we lived with your mom for a bit. Um, we yeah, we lived with your mom for a bit in London, and then we had that place underneath that woman that had all those cats. That Ron's was a friend dirty place. That was a dirty place. Yeah, that was a really dirty place. And then we lived with Ron. We lived at Ron's bells too. Yeah, with that couple, I forgot about that. With the the chef or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. I forgot about that. We didn't live there that long. No. Um, and then we had our squat in Toronto, that old Kodak building. Yeah. Um, and then we had the squat in Montreal with the Bandit Brewery and then the bridge. And then in Calgary, we kind of just drifted around a lot. Like we stayed outside the DI shelter for a bit. Yeah. And that's when we met Carol and Colin and we became friends with them and like we would get motels every once in a while Goku yeah Goku <laughs> she, she had hair like she was like trying to be like a super saiyan yeah it was like <laughs> and we did like we all did a bunch of like dexedrin in the hotel room that one night we we're all just like super focused and yeah. like this on tv <laughs> um I'm not sure if there were other places we lived 
I know I stayed in the shelter in Newmarket for a bit while you were living with your dad. Yeah, and then there, well, there were also shelters in Toronto too. Yeah, there was like, the I house. Yeah, we stayed at the Covenant House for a very brief period. There was, and then we stayed. There was a shelter we stayed at. I don't remember the name, but couples could have their own private room. Yeah, I think that was the bunker in Montreal. We just weren't, we didn't get into it. And then we stayed at that shelter in Calgary, and we met that girl, Miranda, and we lit that park on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we threw everything out of our windows that night. Yeah. <laughs> We, were so bored. we just threw everything out. <laughs> and I remember, like, we lit this park on fire and then we left. We walked by, like, all three of us, like, all casually, like, the fire department. They were like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> we're like, I'm innocent. Here it is. So this park's like fucking ablaze. <laughs> made out of rubber, too. <clears throat> like, we had no reason to do it. We were just like, we were so fucking bored. We're like, let's go light this park on fire. Yeah, we were. Yeah, <laughs> that was my idea too. I think it was. It was either you or Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And I remember I, we got kicked out of that shelter because they were found out we were too old to be there. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. Aaron's place in her. Yeah. Yeah, there I was, don't think we had any other places we lived at in Calgary. No. Well, we did stay in a shelter before we left. Do you remember that? Yeah. And they got us that bus ticket to Saskatoon. There. Now, we actually did stay at Mustard Seed one night. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. And that was horrible. I did not sleep well there. I was, like, grabbing my things and holding them because it was, like, <laughs> gymnasium with, like, mats on the ground and you're like right next to someone sleeping right next to a person i didn't yeah it was just a big gym filled with tons of cops and that was it yeah i didn't like there wasn't even any dividers or anything yeah it was really it was really weird you remember when they gave me that like 80 pound tent (laughs) oh yeah like why would we need that (laughs) it was like literally like a four room tent I'm like, I'm not going to carry around an 80-pound pen everywhere I go. You'd think that they would donate, like, lightweight tents, you know, like one to yeah. two lightweight tents. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that, Calgary was I, the worst. <laughs> I do not miss Calgary. No. Edmonton was nice, even though we were only there for a day or two. It was nice. That was fun. We met quite a few people. We had someone make us like dinner. Yeah. In your basement. Yeah. Do you remember in Calgary the first time he went dumpster diving? You got stung by bees. I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, you're so fucking bad. <laughs> we we actually found some good food though. Yeah, we actually we found some pretty good meat that we cooked at Aaron's. Yeah. Well, um, the the woman that showed us like that cooked us our meal like our dinner i think she said she she recommended if you're going to do it go to like vegan restaurants yeah 
because they have like a strict rule and throw things out before they're even close to bad. So, um, yeah, she like threw the root the ropes at us and kind of. Although I'm yeah. sure I did it before, but yeah, I just remember jumping in and a bee stung me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're first time ever doing it, and you get stung by fucking bees. Well, luckily, I remember you're like, I'm never fucking doing this again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did, though, again. Yeah, you did. But uh, at least I didn't like step on something and like cut my skin open or something, but yeah. I remember one of the times we were in Montreal. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but we used to go to like La Belle Provence a lot. Was like, that it was like, like the fry truck? It was like a poutine restaurant. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember we were sitting there once and we were eating some poutine and like drunk Rob happened to come in. He like walks right into this restaurant and just like lifts open the garbage can. Like right in the middle of the restaurant, he just starts eating. It's like, oh, hey guys! No shame, no shame at all. I wonder Absolutely what he's doing. No shame. I wonder if he's still alive. Oh, probably not. That guy was funny though. Like, could he you? He was hilarious. Living your life, walking into restaurants, opening up their garbages. He tried to make out with me once. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were at sketch park and like there was a whole bunch of us around and like i remember like he was talking about how he made out with jazz once and i was laughing about it so he's like tried to, he looked at me and like, tried to make out with me maybe that's why he was giving you some chocolate bars maybe he wanted a little something something <laughs> he was trying to butter me up yeah he was <laughs> like maybe if i give this guy chocolate bars he'll give me a smooch <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I bet I bet if I give him an O. Henry, he'll give me his chocolate bar. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a time when we uh tried to have a threesome with Roxy. <laughs> <laughs> we were outside like Peter Pan. She was just did not work and like, I was trying to impress her. So I was like showing her my ass and I was like flexing. And I just like let out the biggest fucking fart. <laughs> I just remembered something. Something about that reminded me of when we hung out at Cherry Beach for a bit. Yeah, I remember Cherry Beach. And the, you remember the fire ants? Yeah. <laughs> the fire ants. I remember I got bit. <laughs> my dad. Uh, well, we. I think we both did. Yeah. Yeah, we both got bit up a lot. I remember, like, uh, we had the tent back in the conservation area. We went back and we got drunk and hooked up. We both passed out naked. We woke up, we were just covered in fire ant bites. The, 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 I think it was like a mixture of a dance drum circle, but those were really good. They still do those, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. They do them at, like they alternate Trinity Bellwoods and Cherry Beach. They still, huh. do. yeah. I remember there was when we had that little spot that was like hidden with our tent for the first little bit. Yeah. And we met some guy, I can't remember his name. He's like, oh, we have a tent back in this area. It's all like secluded. Like you oh, should yeah. come move into this like, tent. It was like a condominium of like homeless tents. Homeless yeah. tents. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. We had a huge setup going. That was when awesome. I uh, divorced Amy and I went back under that bridge. There's a bunch of new people under there. And uh, on the other side of the bridge, um, it was all bricked in. 
and one guy had a setup there. His name was Dread Dave. Like, he had a generator under there. He had a TV. Like, he had a video game system on his section. Like, wow. Yeah, I remember the cops tried to kick him out one day. He literally, like, chained himself to the bridge for seven days. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm not fucking leaving. Like, this is my home. What did they do? They just let him be. They left Good. him alone. Good. Um, and I met a couple people. Like, I met Derek, and I met Pandora. And Angry Chris actually came around and started living under that bridge in Toronto for a bit. And I was dating Pandora. And then um, Pandora's another one that took her, lost her life to drugs. Oh, really? And then, yeah, Angry Chris also did too. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, maybe I did know that. Did yeah. I meet Pandora? No, you never met Pandora. This was after I divorced Damien. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she overdosed, and then shortly after that, like, Angry Chris and Pandora got really close. So when Pandora overdosed, Angry Chris ended up overdosing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Derek, he had a lot of drug issues, too. Like, he was pretty hard into meds. Surprised he didn't overdose, too. I know he's still alive, but <clears throat> he was pretty close with Pandora, too. Is he sober now? I don't know. I've I haven't talked to him in years. Yeah. Um he doesn't have Facebook or anything. Like he's not very big on social media. Yeah. So once I stopped living under the bridge, I lost touch with him because he didn't have a phone or anything. So Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that it's it's definitely tough because I mean when you go into that lifestyle for 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 context of people that have never gone into that is you're kind of accepting the fact that you know you're bound to lose friends you're oh yeah and I mean you're bound to lose yourself in it too right um depending on how you how deep you get into it but um yeah some people like I mean the people that we met we never really dove deep into um, our past too much, but I could tell there was a lot of runaways. There are people that left abusive oh, yeah. households. So there, the, it's not that, I mean, they're all rebellious teens, but there is a reason for it. There's self people self-medicate for a reason, right? Yeah. I was one of those people like you were part of that too. Like, cause with your mom, I'm not going to share anything but <laughs> you did have that struggle with your mom and stuff yeah and that definitely impacted you when you were <clears throat> when we were dating and stuff and like my childhood definitely impacted me while we were dating and we were just like you know what fuck it let's just travel and do drugs and get fucked up pretty much that was our way of coping <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh i guess we'll leave it at that um, All right. We're almost at two hours, but uh, yeah, it was it was awesome catching up on some hilarious, inappropriate oh, definitely. stories. Um, also, I wanted to mention to anyone listening, if if you at any point have any questions um, for me or James, I will leave in the description the email for uh, links with our the, my podcast. 
And uh, yeah, if you have any questions or if you want me to discuss anything else, as far as what we've talked about, we could do another episode in the future. Um, and if you want to get in contact with James, I'll, if he's wanting to have any sort of a connection, I'll post that in the description as well. Yeah, that's um, fine. <clears throat> they can either contact you and you can forward it to me yeah. or they contact me. You have my email. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave, I'll leave whatever we discuss after the episode in the description and we'll go from there. So yeah, we'll end it here.